Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer, and I've been in business for the past 25 years. This is a fitness podcast, wellness podcast, sports psychology podcast, and all those things related. Um, I fielded a question yesterday, and interestingly enough, the same question came from a mother and daughter combo. So there must be uh, genetics in, involved in this type of thing that they were curious about. And the question was first asked by the mom, and she said, you know, how late should we eat? I hear all these different things. I said, ah, that's a good question. I will, I will nail that one in the podcast and talk about stuff like that. And then the daughter later on said to me, says, um, you know, what is best for meal timing? So I thought, and I joked with her, I said, man, your mom kind of asked the same question, so it's, it's, it's fate. It's got to be something that we talk about. Um, so I've written my book, There's a Method to the Madness, and I'm currently finishing up my, uh, my weight loss book. And uh, I know the world, you know, like it really needs another weight loss book. But you know what? It really does because there's still so much misinformation, disinformation out there that it, I still need to really cover it and talk about it. And that's kind of the book. It, it's simple and it's just straightforward and it's what I've been preaching for years. And uh, I bring this up because one of the um, rules that I put in there is about when to eat meal timing and I explain it. So first and foremost, let me state that there is absolutely nothing metabolically correct about meal timing. In other words, it's kind of like um, putting money in the bank. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you put it in at, at five o'clock or if you put it in at um, nine o'clock, it, it counts as a deposit. It's really the same thing. It um, you know, you hear all these things, well, your metabolism is faster in the morning and, you know, slower at night and all this. Well, number one, that's that's not true. Your resting metabolism is your resting metabolism. That's why it's called RMR or BMR, which stands for basal and basal equals rest. So it, it is what it is. And the only thing that changes your BMR is how much muscle you have. And your muscle just doesn't go to sleep. So there is no truth to the fact that... Um, our metabolism slows down or speeds up during the day. What does happen is that you are more active, most people are in the morning times and less active in the afternoon slash evening times. But even that doesn't affect this as far as weight loss goes, even that doesn't affect it. In other words, it, it's a 24 hour cycle of food in and food out and where you eat in that has no effect on it at the end of the day. It, you know, if you created a deficit, whether it be late in the day or early in the day, it doesn't matter. A deficit is a deficit. If you created a surplus because you ate too much, but it happened to be all early in the day, oh, you did so good, you ate all your calories early in the day, so you know, you're not going to store it because it was when your metabolism was cranked up. Well, none of that's true. If you created a surplus, that you didn't burn off by the end of the day, by the end of the day, the 24-hour cycle, you're going to store that surplus as fat, adipose tissue, adipose tissue, which is simply body fat, which is simply stored food, stored fat that we didn't eat, stored calories. That's all it is. So that's not true. 
So then you say, well, then why does meal timing matter if one of your roles in your book is don't eat after dinner? And the answer to this is it's all behavioral. And there's another reason why we shouldn't eat too late, but it has nothing to do with body fat. Um, it's behavioral. That, that's, that's my thing. So what I tell people is uh, all the time, you know, don't eat after dinner. Don't munch. Don't snack. And again, and I, you know, and I explain it, it's, it's not physiological, it's behavioral. But I hate to break it to you, basically all weight loss is behavioral. You know, I would say 99% of people pretty much know how to eat. There might be some conflicts, you know, the, the old, you know, meat eaters versus the plant eaters. I mean, you know, there, there's conflicts as far as that goes. But ultimately, everybody knows when they're eating crap food. Uh, you're not going to find anybody that says, no, nah, that's good for me. That Whopper's good for me. That Kit Kat bar is good for me. That Coca-Cola is good for me. Um, I used to do it when I taught sports medicine. I used to do this little... Um, I don't know, I guess you'd call it a little skit, but I would tell one of my students, I'd say, all right, so walk around the university, um, the school, the college, whatever it was, you know, uh, and, and go find a student, just, you know, a student eating a candy bar or drinking a Pepsi or, or whatever they might have, you know, and don't pick anybody that, um, you know, could potentially be fat shamed. I said, you know, don't do that because that's not the point of this study. Or experiment. I said, just go, you know, find somebody average looking, eating some junk, and just bring them in. Don't don't tell them why. Just you know, do that. So they would all run around the school and and um, you know find somebody, and they'd always find somebody because you know that's what people do. I mean, they're going to eat their Cheetos, they're going to drink their Pepsi's, they're going to you know whatever. I mean, it, ha- it it's not hard to find. It's not like it's it's you know trying to find this mystery thing. I mean, it, it's not hard to find at all. So. Um, Every time they'd bring somebody back and they'd have either a candy bar, a bag of chips, or a Coke or whatever. And I'd say, so, I said, do you know what you're putting into your mouth right now is nothing but garbage? I mean, I would phrase it just like that. And they'd say, yes. I mean, some would try to justify it, but, 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 but. And I said, no, no, that's okay. You don't have to justify it. I mean, we all know what it is, but we do it anyway. I mean, that's, that's just, you know, how it is with junk food. So, um... You know, there's really no debate over what's good and bad. Okay, so really, it it comes down to if we want to lose weight, it's behavioral. I mean, yeah, physiologically speaking, we need a deficit of 3,500 calories to lose one pound. Okay, that means 3,500 calories over time of what you need. It could be 500 calories a day, thousand a day, whatever. But when that deficit is reached, you're going to lose one pound. So that part is physiological. And again, everything happens in 24-hour cycles, so it's, it's, it's nothing to do with um, the metabolism speeding up and slowing down. Um, it's going to then come down to behavioral. It's like, so you got a budget. Let's say it's 1,400 calories a day, which is going to put you on a, a, a half a pound weight loss every two days, so to say, so like two pounds a week. So, all right, so, you know, I'm going to choose to eat these nutri- nutrient-dense foods, Oatmeal's nutrient dense. Nutrient dense means a lot of nutrients, low in calories. So stuff that's, you know, going to actually add quality to your day and not bank a lot of calories. Calorically dense foods are the opposite. So calorically dense foods are high fat, high sugar foods. So if if you've got a budget of fourteen hundred, then it's going to become down. It's going to come down to behavioral choices. All right, and I don't want to get too far into that because I the main thing is about the meal timing. So. 
you know, so if you look at that and go, well, you know, I can have this black cup of coffee and essentially net five calories or less, actually. Or I can get this, uh, you know, latte that's going to have 380. So do I really want this, need this? Is it worth it right now? So it's not a matter of what's best. I think we know that. It's a matter of choosing what's best. And it's not always easy. I'm not saying it is, but, you know, behavioral choices are, you know, not meant to be easy or hard. They're, you know, they're, they're meant to be weighed, you know, the pros and the cons. If you want to lose weight, you got to choose the right behavior nine times out of ten or if not more. So the reason why the meal timing thing, don't eat after dinner, don't eat at night, however you want to phrase it, works, and it absolutely does, is because when we studied human behavior in regards to calories, most people consume their calories after dinner. Most people consume their calories at night. That's when people are bored. That's when people are tired. That's when people are depressed. That's when people are stressed. That's when people tend to eat the majority of their bad calories is at night. Um, you know, sitting around, and plus you're, you're home more. You know, you, you got the availability of that nice fridge sitting in there, and you got the availability of the, um, you know, the cabinets and the pantries. So you're like, oh man, it's feast time. So people just munch. It's, it's almost unconscious, you know. You just walk out there, grab this, grab that. So, you know, I have found that if you make the rule, you know, either... You know, don't eat after dinner, which is my rule I use for people. It's like, okay, once you've eaten your dinner, that's it. Then you learn to delay the gratification, which is another tool that works great. You don't say, well, I'm never going to eat late again. You say, you know, I'm not eating after dinner tonight. You know, I'm not eating some ice cream at 8 o'clock. I'm not going to grab some Doritos for the football game. Like, I'm not doing it today. Let's see what happens. Um Delaying the gratification works absolutely fine versus making a rule like I'm never going to do this again. I mean, you know, that, that rule never works. I mean, how many times have you heard a person with an alcohol problem say that? You know, I, I'm, I'm not drinking ever again, you know. And then they're hammered three days later and, you know, it, it doesn't work. But, you know, like the old premise in AA, you know, they say a day at a time. You know, it's like, well, why? Because it can be managed in chunks like that. You know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to worry about what might happen down the road, but today I'm not going to make that choice. And it's really the same with food choices. It's the same with not eating after dinner. You're simply saying, you know, that's it. I'm, I'm, there's no reason for me to eat other than behavioral, other than to, you know, mask depression, other than to mask anxiety, other than I'm bored, you know. Um, there's no reason for it. You're not hungry. You're just eating for reasons that aren't going to help you on that. And that's why that really works. So whether you say, I'm not going to eat after dinner, or you say, I'm not eating past six, whatever, it's really the same thing. It's just because most of the mindless eating occurs after a certain time period. That's why, you know, that's why we, we put rules to that. Um, and then one little thing on that about the physiological side of eating would be digestion. Again, it has nothing to do with metabolism, but let's say if you've been diagnosed with GERD, um, you know, basically uh, stronger forms of heartburn, you know, then eating late at night is going to cause more reflux because that's essentially what happens if you you know, sleep on your back or really your stomach. I mean, you're pushing your um, hydrochloric acid, so your stomach acids 
you know, basically back up into the throat because if you have GERD, that valve isn't overly good. And so now the acids are more in your throat. You're going to have more heartburn and more issues with that. And if you eat too late like that and then you lay down, there's just going to be more room for that to happen. If you've eaten, say, three to four hours before you go to bed, then there's plenty of time for digestion and absorption and that's not going to occur as much. So that's the only reason physiological to not eat after say six or seven o'clock is because for some people who have, you know, GERD or are prone to GERD or to, you know, just call it heartburn, it's going to impact them more. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, for anybody really, I mean, anybody could have a heartburn episode if they eat too much too late and then lay on their back. I mean, that could happen. So really for anybody, but it has nothing to do with any other reason physiologically speaking so yeah that's my hard and you know hard and fast rule you know don't eat after dinner but the reason's all behavioral it simply tricks you into eating less and that's what it all comes down to we got a budget and we have to find a way to make it work and it's a lot of mind games and you know when you do buy my weight loss book you're going to see that basically every tip in there is is psychological everyone's behavioral you know um, everyone's behavioral how do we trick ourselves into basically doing what we know we need to do and it's about forming better habits and that's really the the root of it there's just no other way around it so i hope this helps and you two know who you are mom and daughter you're an awesome combo and stay max fit and stay max well